Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast. Love the graps. Hiya. Uh, my name's Chris. I'm here with Alan. Alan just said hi, so no need to say hi again. I can say it again if uh, you like. Well, no, that, I'd like that to be the last people hear of you for this episode. <laughs> it's just going to be me this time. Um, Alan will be here providing nods and shakes of the head. I can do some sign language. Oh, he's talking again. He's talking again. Um, this is Love the Graps. This is a podcast where we go to a wrestling show, then we get home from a wrestling show, and we talk about the wrestling show. Instant reaction pod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are, we've got our fingers on the pulse, haven't we, really? Yeah. More so than any other wrestling podcast. Well, I mean, name a wrestling podcast. Uh, you can't, can you? No, I can't. No. Uh, no, that's that's how dominant we are in the field. Look, they're, they're just... There aren't that many wrestling podcasts out there, <laughs> and we are the best one. Yeah, best of a bad bunch. <laughs> um, we keep it relatively brief. Yep. You know, no audio book length podcasts from us. Yeah. Um, and we get them out quicker than anybody else. Yeah, that that is one thing we can say. Yeah. Like, I, there's nobody doing a podcast right after a Mega Slam show. No. In the UK. Oh, you've just given away where we've been. We've just been to Mega Slam at Ling's Forum in Northampton. Yeah. Um, our home base. Yeah. The, the show finished at two minutes past five, and we were back in your house by quarter past five. And it is currently 5.35 p.m. Yeah. So this is so instant. It's yeah. scorching. It's, it, <laughs> it's hot and fresh out the kitchen. Yeah. And uh, we, as I say, been to Mega Slam. Um, now, one just give people a picture of what Mega Slam is. Right, so Mega Slam, uh, based out of Yorkshire, yep. run by a bloke called Brad Flash Walker. Um, I presume he's an ex-wrestler. He looks the type. Uh, family-friendly stuff. Touring. Uh, I think they do some holiday camps as well. Yeah. Um, El Ligero is is their big man. Yeah. He's the the big name, not the champion though. No. Um, but you can pr- you're pretty sure if you go to a Mega Slam show, El Ligero is probably going to be on it. It's it's likely, although I have been to a Mega Slam show before and he was not on it. Lies. He wasn't on it. He wasn't there. No. They're James Mason instead. Oh, right, yeah. The previous generation's El Ligero. <laughs> but you only saw him once. You didn't You didn't get Tagore. No, no. Well, I did see him twice. He did the Rumble. All right. We'll oh. come on to that later. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it, it's a very different show to the kind of show we normally cover. Yeah, we usually go to the cool punk rock wrestling. Yeah. Uh, that all the kids like because we are kids. <laughs> the, the kids, yeah. like um, where everybody dresses in black, yeah, and um, has beards, goatees. Yeah, they have cool goatees, don't um, they? But today we thought we'd see stuff from the other side. Yes, the other side of the tracks. Seeing yeah. how the other side live. Yeah. Um, now I think obviously we'll probably talk about this, but British wrestling is kind of at a high point or at least yeah, maybe it's much. gone over that crest now I don't know I, don't, uh, I, I still think we're, we're still in climbing. the ascendancy yeah. well, with the announcement of Fight Club Pro doing an arena show still yeah. got Progress's arena show later yeah. in the year as well um, you know we're still on an uptick um, but it's easy to forget that this is what British wrestling was for, for quite a long time this yeah. sort of a show yeah once once it stopped being on the telly yeah um, this is what it has been yeah Sort of at on the at the seaside, 
at your holiday camps, coming around to leisure centres all around the country. Yeah. I mean, you made a point earlier that um, the UK FF Fan Forum Top 50, which, you know, uh, let, let's um, not put too much weight on the <laughs> relevance of that particular Top 50. Um, but El Ligero was top of that for three years running. Yeah. Um, now, he's probably not getting a look in these days. Well, he was, he was still there. Yeah, because he's still... Yeah. You know, he wrestles yeah. all the time. Yeah, and I think even in back in the day, he was still doing that. Um, and that says a lot about El Ligero, really. Dedication to his craft. And probably one of the, the first of the new breed to be a full-timer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very different show to, um, to, to where British wrestling has gotten to. You know, what, what the style of wrestling that has brought British wrestling to maybe a wider audience or at least more prominence yeah. well let's let's talk about it. let's let's go straight in to what we like to call love the graps love the graps hashtag so, love the graps a trio of things that we liked yeah um first thing is chris this was very professional wrestling yeah um it's it's a weird one uh to to sort of look at sometimes at other shows and go yeah okay that that's a bunch of lads having fun yeah, and they they are having fun, and the audience is having fun, um, but that wasn't what this was. I mean, everybody was having fun. Yeah, but it wasn't. It felt like it was people's job. Yeah, and 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 that's a good thing. Yeah, I think it. The doors were supposed to open at half past two. Yeah, the doors opened at half past two. The show was supposed to start at three. The show started at three. Yep. It was advertised as a two-hour show. It was a two-hour show. Yeah. The f- interval was 15 minutes, advertised as 15 minutes. They gave us 15 minutes. Yeah. The good guys and bad guys were very clearly delineated. Well, how, how clearly? Well, to, to the point they were, they were put on two teams. Yeah. So team Mega Slam, the home team. Yeah, so the heroes. Yeah, and Team Nasty. <laughs> Who weren't the heroes? No, they the were opposite. The, the bad guys, yeah. Um, and it was... Just thoroughly, from start to finish, a smooth operation. Yeah. I mean, there were things which um, the kind of shows we go to, uh, especially those that are held in like gig venues. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Some of the production values are a little higher. Yeah. Um, This, uh, there was like one set of speakers behind the merch table in the corner. Um, the ring announcer announced from behind the merch table in the corner, uh, and the the lighting was basically just one light above the ring, kind of like when we went to fight Good Pro that first time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this was obviously in a leisure centre. But having said that, that's the circumstance they're in. They're in a leisure centre. Uh, there isn't uh, a bank of of amplifiers. Well, it's it's a touring operation, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So they tour with what they need. Yeah. They they use what they've got. Um, and, 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 you know, they need to be adaptable to different rooms. Uh, last time I saw them in Northampton was like three years ago. Yeah. And that was at the Deco Theatre. Yeah. Which is, used to be a cinema. It's been converted into a sort of second rate theatre. Beatles played there once, um, you know? The Beatles played there a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and they were on the stage. Right. So completely different setup yeah. to a leisure centre with basketball hoops on four walls. Yeah, but they they will do leisure centres, they will do theatres, they will do holiday camp yeah. kind of function rooms. Yeah. Um, they'll do all kinds of stuff. Um, I think we'll come on to it later. You know, it's not particularly my thing, but I can't fault it. 
And it's, I think everybody there today, uh, at whatever level they were going, will have had a good time and enjoyed well, it. We'll talk about it being a very professional show. Mm. Um, there's there's a phrase that gets thrown around um, Britress, particularly aimed at like the lower echelons of yeah. British wrestling, um, and that's the shit-ass show. Yeah, and um, I, I must admit, part of me... Part of the attraction of maybe going to the show that it might be a bit of a shit ass show. Yeah, because I mean, and I've been to these shows before in yeah. the past as well. We've both um, been to that sort of thing. Um, you know, one of us might have wrestled on them um, in, in that the very past, venue. In that very venue, yeah. um, and you know that those are generally speaking shows with people of questionable training. Yeah. <laughs> um, very little experience. Yeah. Um, bad ring gear which i would probably say 90 percent of the ring gear was perfectly fine today yes um we're looking at you robbie mckenzie <laughs> um, uh, but everyone was a competent professional wrestler yeah like nobody embarrassed themselves nope um everybody got to sort of show well we'll get on to some of this a little bit later but pretty much everyone got to show what they were capable of doing yeah they got to show off their character very clearly and they were good at that yeah you, like what the, the announcer might have come out and said boo this person and cheer this person but the wrestlers obviously let everyone know who was supposed to be booed and who was supposed to be cheered as well by their actions yeah one guy came out with a t-shirt said i hate kids on it which you know it's the wrong room for that wrong yeah. room yeah because that it was there was lots of kids yes some of them probably couldn't read it though no <laughs> well that's because they're from the eastern district of northampton <laughs> That was uh, that was social... a line that I took when I ran that. Um, yeah. uh, I cut my heel promo before my match in that social thing. commentary. Yeah, I said I said Ling's Ming's. That really? Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. You're really cool. Cool heel. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you were like the Roddy Piper of your day. Exactly like the Roddy Piper. Um, but yeah, everyone was a professional because mm-hmm. you know some of them, probably not all of them, um, but some of them are doing this maybe five nights a week. Yeah. Um, making a, a modest living yeah doing it yeah. um but definitely you know getting to sort of experience a couple of them are very young um and getting to sort of cut their teeth yeah and and become better professional wrestlers and it's it's weird that there is this kind of parallel world that we go to a lot of british wrestling shows and we see the kind of the top guys um, but there is a whole other world of people who make a full-time living from Britress. Yeah. Um, that we never usually see. In fact, should we should we go on to that second yeah. love for grabs? New people. Yeah. People that we haven't seen before or for a while. Yeah. Um, so we, we saw <clears throat> some faces today that if we continue... I mean, this year we're, we're trying something different. We're trying to go to some uh, some different shows to the ones we usually go to. Yeah. So, you know, perhaps it, it wouldn't be uh, the same as if it was last year. But we might not see these guys again. No. And they'll carry on their careers. But I'm really happy that we've seen some of them. So we got to see in the opening match El Ligero, new guy. I don't know if you've ever seen him. Um, no, I've not seen him before. No. Mexican chap. Yeah. Yep. Um, he was against uh, Robbie McKenzie. Yeah, um, we think might was ni- about nineteen. About years nineteen old. years old, yeah. Yeah, um, um, very good. Yeah, um, very slight, uh, sneaky heel. Yeah, I liked that. Um, we got to see David Graves. 
Yeah, first who, time we've seen David Grace properly to sort of maybe not buzz about, but yeah. you know people are saying he's he's been very good up it in the north. Gets a lot West. of work for NGW. Yeah, and again works the camps. Yeah, um, extensively for that. We saw CJ Banks. Yeah, um, who I think we've seen seen a know, couple of times, couple of times, yeah. but uh, don't see a lot of him. Doesn't tend to come out of the north no. uh, that much. We saw um, Joe Nelson, sixteen-year-old. Yeah, introduced as one of the youngest wrestlers in the UK. Yeah. Um, come out in a uh, uh, like a Letterman jacket, yeah, like, like a like a little Mark Andrews. He was a, a very big fan of Mark Andrews. I would he say came out to Year Three Thousand by Busted, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, he he was uh, he was like a little um, little skater skater boy, pop yeah. punk boy, um, and then uh, he fought Dan Hudson, who had the most magnificent hair. Yeah, big big old ginger top on him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he had a very, very interesting look. Uh, kind of, I think we we kind of chatted about it. Like, he's the kind of guy that you could see getting booked a bunch of other places. Yeah, if you could see more of his work. Like, yeah, yeah, a bit size. Yeah, um, the hair makes him stand out. Yeah, um, I I can see him working that kind of wild man gimmick. Yeah, um, the Bruiser Brody um, kind of, I say savage. But that has well, kind just, of conversation. Just, just a wild man, isn't it? Yeah. Just a wild man. Yeah. Um, and then we, uh, there was a women's match. Um, yeah. So Lizzie Styles, we'd seen her before yeah. um, a little while ago. And Rio, never seen her, the PCW women's champion. Um, and then in the uh, the main event, we got to see uh, yeah. Julio Pedrosa. Yeah, who um, was an American chap. Yeah, touring. Like a guy in America who usually works for Northern Californian Indies. Yeah. Um, so the same sort of places as um, I know uh, people who listen to the show are very fond of Vinnie Massaro. Okay. Um, so he's probably a mate of Vinnie Massaro, unless they've got horrible heat. I don't really know. That's why he's uh, had to leave the country. Yeah. Um, but he's come over here for a couple of months just to, to work these touring shows. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting interesting sort of thing for somebody from North America to do. Um, I mean, I joked that he must have read uh, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson's autobiography, mm-hmm. because he went that same sort of path to yeah. some extent yeah um obviously he had some quite high profile training but came over to the uk and worked a lot of those camp shows yeah um to sort of you know tread in the footsteps of of um people that have gone before and uh and get a lot of experience and it's an easy way to reg reg wrestle regularly yeah. over a short period of time well back in the day some of the japanese guys used to come over here and do that well yeah um, I'm hoping we'll get to the point soon where they'll be able to do it again. Um, but uh, Togi Maccabee, yeah, um, he he did his seasoning in the UK. Well, um, Liger, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and we are obviously you know a lot of the companies that we talk about that we've covered on the podcast, we're getting to a point where there is a lot more midweek wrestling mm-hmm. of a certain style going yeah. on. But there's always been midweek wrestling. Yeah, it's just not hot. No. It's not hot no, and it... like your twenty somethings who are into punk rock and metal aren't going to them. Yeah. Um and this is you know, this is how these people are working, this is how these people are earning a living. People joke about El Liguero working like five hundred matches a year and that's because he's doing shows like this. He did two matches tonight. Yeah. Like Um I I the majority of the people we saw tonight. In fact, probably probably all of them. Maybe I'd I'd quite like Joe Nelson to grow up a little bit. Grow up, yeah. Well, he will. <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah. that's just the passage um, of time. But the the rest of them, I'd I'd love to see him again. Yeah, you yeah. know, I would um, like 
we could have seen somebody who will be a big star in like four or five years time yeah. we don't know that but yeah. like you know david graves joe nelson robbie mckenzie i don't know how da- young dan hudson is he might be younger than his look belies yeah um but you know these guys might have great futures ahead of them and we don't know that yet yeah so get out to your your local family friendly wrestling yeah see the stars of the future if you, if you like collecting names if yeah. you like uh filling out a spreadsheet so that you you know bigger bigger list than your mate next door get to these shows because you'll see some unique names yeah all right third love the graps it wasn't cynical at all was it no cynicism no no um and that's quite nice. That's what's quite nice about going to see a show that's aimed not at you. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not these these shows aren't supposed to be cool. No. So that you don't need to have your eyebrow thoroughly arched. There's no irony involved. No. And it would be easy to put that in, um, in a kind of, you know, how they say about some kids shows have jokes for the kids and jokes for the adults. Yeah. Um, it would be quite simple for the people on the card today to put a little bit in for the smarks. Yeah. Um, no attempt to do it at all. No. And there was no, like, and it, another thing that would have been quite simple and probably would have gone over relatively well with that particular, particular audience would be to do allusions to popular wrestlers. Yeah. A bit of a tribute. Yeah. You know, crotch chops, um, water spitting like triple H pedigrees. I mean, I don't know why somebody would do that. No. In 2017, 2018. <laughs> but, you know, if they'd have done that on that, they might have got a a, um, a cheer of recognition. Um, a couple of John Cena moves. Um, yeah. Rock bottom. People well, recognise those moves, don't they? I think back to the, the last time I went to a similar show to this. Um, and it had, I mean, this is going to say how long ago it was, because Blondie Barrett was on it as Doink the, Dunk the Clown. Dunk the Clown. <laughs> Um, Ricky Knight was on it as the Legend of Doom. Wow, that yeah. sounds really good. Um, and there was um, Sergeant Cyanide, who was a kind of a cross between The Undertaker and Sergeant Slaughter. It was kind of very, very weird, but doing the mannerisms of both. Um, and that was just cheap stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just horrible. And that's what but, gave Britress a really bad name. Yeah, and it would be so easy to do that. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that they do do at these shows is have a merch table where they'll often sell some, like, cheap WWE-related merchandise. And they did that today. I was expecting more, to be honest. Yeah, I've been to shows where there's been a lot more. Yeah. Um, And, you know, they could have sold maybe a couple more John Cena hats if they'd have done some John Cena moves. But they didn't do that. Nope. So I kind of commend them for that. But also, you know, it's, as I say, it's not aimed at us. It's aimed at children you know uh six-year-olds eight-year-olds yeah like and they they loved it absolutely they loved everything about it yeah like the, you know there was so much noise right the way to the end um the ref was getting a right ear bashing he was um every kid got a hand slap no matter where they were sitting yeah um even if they were like five rows back yeah uh and then in the middle the the baby face found them for a yeah. hand slap and, and those kids will go away and maybe they'll like wrestling that little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Good show. Yeah. But as always. As always, we have to be mean-spirited, don't we? Yeah. And um, and pick a few things that are not my graps. Yeah. First of all, let's, let's get it out of the way. Chris, yeah. you were promised a rumble. I was promised a rumble. 
the online um, messaging, not the online messaging, the the con. What am I trying to say? Literature available online about Mega yep. Slam promised that there would be a rumble. Of course, the Mega Slam Rumble featuring yeah. all of your Mega Slam favourites at the end and, of each night. And if you check Cage Match, Cage Match doesn't archive every Mega Slam show. No, um, but pretty much everyone it does archive finishes with a rumble. Yeah. You get your four matches and a rumble. And we're in rumble season. Yeah, right now. you know. Maybe they thought, oh, they're getting two rumbles at, yeah. like, after midnight tonight. It'd be too many, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we didn't get a rumble. No. I traditionally am not a fan uh, of uh, a, a, a small show-style rumble. Yeah. Uh, with, you know, everyone starting in the ring and then getting thrown out. In fact, in, in my short wrestling career, um, if I was ever asked to be in a rumble, I'd pretty much make sure I was out within the first minute. Yeah. Um, because I hated them. Yeah. Um, but I, w- I was in the mood for one. Yeah, I was looking forward to it. But alas, we did not get that. No. Instead, um, yeah, we got a six-man tag elimination. Six-person so, tag. Six-person tag. Well, we'll come on to that again yeah. in, a, in a minute. Um, which was, it was fun enough. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's rumbly. Yeah, because you got the elimination aspect. Yeah. But um, yeah, and, no and rumble. And you got the maximum amount of eliminations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, there, was, uh, there was a sole survivor. Yes. Which... Um, now, I know some of you were probably planning on picking this up on VOD or DVD when it comes out. Um, but I am going to spoil it for you. El Ligero did pick up the uh, big W at the end of the night. And, you know, I did, I did turn to you during the show. And I, I say it didn't sit well with me as a, as a kind of a completist that this show was not filmed. No. Um, this show was not captured Um for posterity. No. And that that just sits a bit weird with me. I, I feel like even even every show just stick a camera on it. Yeah. But not not because like, oh that might footage might be valuable one day, but you know, there are young kids on that show. Yeah. Like Joe Nelson should be watching back every match that he does. That was Joe Nelson's Mega Sun debut. Yeah. So I mean maybe somebody was filming it for him yeah. with a little um GoPro or flip camera. Those were things, weren't they, for a little while? Were they? Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll watch it back, but there, there didn't seem to be a hard cam set up. Yeah. Alas. Yeah. Um, but one thing, let's move on to a second, not my graps. Yeah. Uh, one thing you won't miss by not being able to watch this on DVD um, is um, the women. Yes, involved. you won't miss quality women's wrestling because no. we didn't really get any. Not to say that the two women, uh, Rio and Lizzie Styles, the two women involved weren't capable no. of doing great women's wrestling. And the tiny little bit that they did do was fine. Was fine. Yeah, I was quite excited because um, friends have told me about Rio, yeah. uh, friends who go to PCW regularly, um, and they'd, they'd uh, talked her up. So when she came out, I was like, oh, that's, oh, that's Rio. Rio. That's, that's Rio. I was really quite excited yeah. to see her. Um, and the one time we saw Lizzie Styles, uh, I remember her being absolutely fine. Um, so I thought, yeah, going to get a good match here. Um, and it, it was under a minute, I think, just well, a roll-up. It just ended with a roll-up, and yeah. it was used to set up the six-person tag. Which is fine, because the then we get another another go yeah. to see these girls. Interesting that the Mega Slam um, officials decided to go with an intergender yeah. contest. And actually, it's Lizzie Styles did get a beatdown from... Um, Robbie McKenzie and Dan Hudson. Yes, that's what set it up, match. wasn't that's it? That's what it set up. Um, but yeah, so we got the six-person main event, um, and Rio got to do about two moves. Yeah. Um, and then Lizzie Styles pinned her, and then 
um, Lizzie Styles was immediately pinned herself. Yeah, it was kind of really good to see um, some quality women's wrestling in that in the show. And I don't doubt that those two are more than capable of doing that. But haven't seen it evidence tonight. Just on this on this um, subject, there was a weird moment that kind of made us wince. Yeah, um, especially in today's current climate. Yeah, Um, and it goes to show how much of a different world this is. Because you would never get away with this on a, I'm going to say mainstream British wrestling mm. show, but that doesn't really sit right as as a term. But you know, one of the sort of where there's more eyes on it, you know, more discerning eyes who are going to remember it and going to let everyone know. But there was a spot <clears throat> in this uh, six man uh, tag with uh, Robbie McKenzie and Lizzie Styles where. Robbie McKenzie was refusing to fight until Lizzie Styles gave him a kiss. Now, the one redeeming thing about this feature is that he, he immediately got his comeuppance for this yeah. um, in the form of A, a smack in the face from Lizzie yeah. Styles, and, and B, looking like a twat. Yeah, and maybe it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Maybe, you know, he is a villain, but it, you know, yeah. just you know current situation being what it is in brit rest it, it was a bit like uh the tone wasn't quite right but again nobody else seemed to have any problem no they loved it. i mean it. obviously everybody had a problem with it it's like don't do that but yeah um but uh but maybe not for the reasons i mean it, it could have been up. a lot worse the, this kind of angle usually um there's usually some kind of forced kiss isn't there um usually weirdly be. That it's usually a baby face forcibly kissing the female uh, manager. Yeah, Which yeah. is just so well, weird. Ric Flair got in trouble for that a little bit, didn't he, a couple yeah. of years ago in WWE. Yeah, I remember um, I saw Tatanka a couple of years ago at 4FW, um, and he did that to Nadia Sapphire, who was oh. uh, managing. Um, and it just seemed really weird. No, I know Progress have done it a couple of times, and it's just a bit odd. They've definitely done it at least once, I can yeah. think of. Just don't need it, do we? Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see more women wrestling, less women attempted to be forced to kiss a, <laughs> a 19 year old boy yeah um finally then on not my graps and this is so broad it's um it, i mean it's going to be the so, sort of overarching theme of this particular episode is not my graps this yeah it's it really is not our graps and although i enjoyed myself today yeah it's not something i am hungry to do again uh, for a little while, it wouldn't be if there was a Mega Slam show every week at Ling's Forum. I don't think I'd be there every no. week. Um, and it, in its defence, that's not what it's designed for. No. So obviously, Brit Rest shows all around the country are doing season tickets now. Yeah. Um, because they're keeping people coming month on month. Some of them twice a month. Some of them three times a month. Um, but that's not what Mega Slam is. They no. don't. They don't hang around. They don't do the same um, town more than twice a year, yeah. generally speaking. There's no storylines. No storylines. I mean, there might have been. I don't know. We don't know. Uh, David Graves had the title shot against CJ Banks, did, yeah. the Mega Slam champion. He might have won the Rumble last night to qualify yeah. for that. Um, but we don't know that. Well, um, what are they going to do tomorrow night? Well, El Ligero, no El Ligero will get a shot. Oh. CJ Banks will be a heel tomorrow. Right. <laughs> don't, don't say that. A villain, sorry. No, like, he's a good guy. Okay. Um, and, 
but it the these aren't those shows these no. aren't the mainstream i said mainstream again it's not mainstream well it um, is mainstream i guess it is That's if they're the doing thing. arenas it's the real mainstream yeah um it what it's there for is for people who watch their wrestling uh on Wait tv minute, are you saying mega slam is yeah the mainstream yeah see i was saying progress and fight club pro are the mainstream because they're, they're doing really. arenas well if Mumford yeah. and Sons are doing arenas and they're the mainstream, then Progress and Fight Club Pro are mainstream because yeah. they're doing arenas. I don't know then. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Think about it. But this is there for people who watch their wrestling on TV. They watch Raw every week. They watch SmackDown every week. Well, they, they watch the uh, highlight shows on the Saturday Yeah, they morning. watch the week in WWE. Yeah. Um, and every now and again, they get to see some live wrestling. Yeah. Um, and this was exactly that. And it... So and therefore, by definition, it's not for us. No, it's not our graps. Our graps is generally speaking down and dirty, hard hitting, everybody messing about, having a good time, um, and it's aimed at us or yeah. people maybe slightly younger than us. <laughs> yeah, but I I would say if Mega Slam are coming to your town um, or All Star, I can't speak for All Star. Having not seen All Star, no. I mean they might doing something completely different but i imagine it's not totally different no to what we saw tonight um it's a good night out afternoon know? well afternoon yeah. yeah it's even better if it's an afternoon out um you go you cheer the faces boo the heels it's worth checking out i reckon yeah like just something a bit I, I different know, obviously we said there's no cynicism i'd like to think that the listeners of this show are probably low on cynicism. Mm. And I actually think that we you can give most wrestling fans more credit than um, they might, the, than people do give them. Yeah. Because I think people do, they understand that there's a show in front of them and their reaction to that show is appropriate to that show. Yeah. It's not, not everybody is there shouting too sweet. And not no. everybody there is shouting out horrible sexist comments. You know, 99% of people know what they're getting into and play along accordingly. Yeah. And you can do that at a much more relaxed show where everything's run professionally and you're going to have fun. You're not going to go away thinking that's the best show I've ever seen. No, there's probably a tuck shop. We got our tickets on Groupon. Yeah. They were like six quid each. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't do anything for six quid. In, in 2018. No. So do it. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah. Just have a go. Just It's a laugh, isn't it? Yeah, and if you go to Megaslam, report back to us about about the likes of Robbie McKenzie yeah. and uh, Dan Hudson. Yeah. Tell us if he still hates kids. And tell us if you feel like you relate more with Team Megaslam or with Team Nasty. I was definitely Team Megaslam today. Yeah, I was 100% Team Megaslam. I wish I'd bought a t-shirt now. Yeah, they had some t-shirts. We should have done that. Yeah. Oh, well. Alas, maybe we'll get them online. Have they got a um, big cartel? Probably, but by buying those t-shirts wouldn't have we been engaging in irony thus to negating extent, everything although you know that most of the things i do are through irony well, of course you have days. got that prosecco t-shirt yeah i got a prosecco t-shirt and i went to see mamma mia this week so yeah, yeah. you're oh, a hipster no, chris i'm the worst i'm the worst person <laughs> uh yeah so i had a fun afternoon yeah yeah i'm glad that we did it for the sake of the podcast yeah that 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 was how i sold it to alan It'll make for good podcasts. Yeah, and hopefully it has. Yeah. Um, I hope people have listened to this. I hope people haven't skipped over it thinking, oh, that's not Fight Club Pro. That's not Attack Wrestling. That's Mega Slam. That's not for me. Yeah. And if you did do that, you missed out. Yeah, newsflash, it is for you. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, get on the internet, um, social media at Love the Graps. Get on that Facebook group. Yeah, join the conversation. Um, maybe you're listening to this pre Royal Rumble. Um, so have a nice time doing that. Yeah. Um, if if you've got some spare money, maybe go and buy a copy of the Good Wrestling on VOD. We <laughs> got a new show up. I don't really do that, but yeah. maybe I'm going to have to start because I need to not lose money. Um, and uh, we'll be back sooner than you realise. Yeah, with the uh, Grappy Award Show. We are going to finally get round to doing that. Yeah, that'll go up in the week. Yeah. And then we'll be back next week. Another new um, company for the podcast. Yeah. And we're going to be at Kamikaze in Coventry next Friday. Yeah. So thanks for listening. And it's quite early, but, you know, maybe if you feel like it, go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills that we climbed, where the seasons are high. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the world that we keep, where the sky is on the beach.